Welcome back, everybody, to the unveiling. Well, tonight we're going to get into talking about some of the seals and explaining the seals and revelations and what's going on in our world today and how they can how they compare with one another. I'm Thomas Belcher. This is my wife Kelly Belcher. T.J. McPherson. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? There I am. And brother Gage <laughs> McPherson. Yep. Having a bit of a switch issues in there. Yeah, I'm still getting used to the new and setup. Y'all moved my y'all moved my microphone to another side. Yes, we did. Yeah, so we, we see you struggling every week. Um, yeah, I, now I'm struggling because it's in a different spot. Yeah, and I don't I know if you just noticed it moved closer. I'm a creature of habit. We also switched up the music. So oh yeah, I everything. I did notice today. that. I noticed that. We're, our music's getting a little more. You, um, know you know, the reason I did that is because and. You know, we both of these songs are copyright free, so we won't get like a copyright claim or whatever. But I heard, I watched a YouTube video today, and they used our intro music for the ad that they played. Like they, you know, how they rolled the ads in the beginning. Somebody used it, so I was like, I'm going to change it. The crazier it gets out there, I, I, if I know there's probably copyright issues, but it would be cool to have the Rocky theme song yes, as our as our big opening theme song. Because we're rocky out here. I prefer the uh, chosen's the intro. Chosen does have a cool intro. That's or what about the, what about um, not uh, what about Rambo? I feel a little Ramboish. You know, I've never seen Rambo. What? I've never seen Rambo. My goodness. <laughs> can y'all hear me? I don't even notice that. I feel like we're all t- sound live. Yelling, are you still on there? If you can, type in and tell us, do we sound like we're... Yeah, y'all, the volume levels are not good. Not loud? I had to get a new headphone amp, so if you need to turn yourselves up, do that on the thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because okay. I am oh. super low. Do we sound low on there? If anybody's watching, tell us if we sound low. Oh, that's much better for no, Actually, okay. I think y'all might be too loud on there. But oh, are we too loud on there? I know Chip gets loud. That better? That's a lot better for me. Yeah. Chip, hur- Chip hurts my ears sometimes. Okay, Yelena says she Welcome to the unveiling. Yelena McClellan is here with us all the way from Germany. German. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Germany at one point in time. How did that air travel uh, work out? That um, Recent air travel. Okay, let's go into the seals. Um, okay. I'm adjusting myself now. All right, let's go into the seals and talk about a little bit about the seals because um, there is so much. It's getting to where there's so many crazy things that's happening um, on the news. It's hard to even keep up with each thing from week to week of what's going on. It's almost like we can't keep up with what we're supposed to talk about the next week because so much more stuff happens mm-hmm. yeah. each week. I got week. a couple more articles that we can talk about too later. Yeah, that's crazy. I have been going into... Um, just I've been just taking the word and 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 going word from word, uh, looking at the original Greek um, definition of every word uh, written, w- starting with the four horsemen um, uh, of the apocalypse when they began, and uh, and just kind of tearing them apart and seeing what each one of them means. Uh, and it and honestly, you'd be surprised how much um, it opens your eyes to really get to the actual greek meaning of the word um and so we're going to start with revelation 6 and where he begins to open up the first seals and he says i looked up and i saw a white horse standing there its rider carried a bow and a crown was placed on his head 
and he rode out to many, uh, win many battles and gain the victory. Um, we I've talked about this slightly before, I do believe, but um, the first horse we know um, that the word bow means a toxin in Greek, the word toxin or infectious disease, um, plague. Uh, and then, of course, he is wearing a crown, a corona, a Stephanus corona um, on his head. And so um, this first horse that is, is coming out, uh, people have said in the past that um, this is the Antichrist. And I'm going to tell you, um, whether it be the Antichrist, whether it not be the Antichrist, one thing that we know is that the four horsemen are all things that are happening um there there are things that are taking place they're not people they are things and also we know from uh the old testament prophets that begin because all of them talk about the end of of time and they prophesy um things that are happening in the end too they talk about uh zechariah one he talks about the four horsemen uh that uh that that come out and that god sends out these four horsemen to bring judgment and and to to monitor the earth and to and to see what's going on upon the earth and so um this that first horseman we see here that it has the is wearing a corona and it is carrying a bow um and the word bow means there for toxin we have to realize that um there is a lot of i've heard people say before not to mention Roman and Greek and uh, different mythologies when you're talking about the Bible. But what we've got to understand is that the Bible talks about a lot of mythological things. Uh, because what they call, the same people that call these things mythological, they call our Bible a myth as well. But um, these things are, are stories that they told. Now through the years, they uh, of course changed the story up uh, made it their version uh the god's names and the things about them would be changed uh depending upon if you were a roman or if you're a greek or if you're a babylonian or persian or assyrian whatever they would change them up but there is still a basic story that kind of has stayed the same that these um smaller gods had came down and they brought um light illumination to the mind they brought secrets they brought the fire uh from heaven they came down and they intermixed with uh females and that the big god got mad and caused a great deluge a great flood this has been an ongoing that story is a story that is told from all over the world every different religion um hindus they all tell the story of a great uh deluge they all tell the story about the big god getting mad at the little gods um and so these stories kind of go hand in hand a little bit. It's just whose version of the story you're listening to, the pagan's version that believed that these fallen angels were demigods or God's version where he tells you what they were, uh, that they were fallen angels. Um, and since the Holy Bible is the only um, holy book or religious book in the world that has pro- prophecies of the future, and that have uh, they have came to pass we're going to believe the book that's infallible and has and has never been proven wrong to get the root of the truth behind every story that we've heard and and so to say that when this horse is talking about it reminds me a lot of the god apollo this god was supposed to be the sun god the god of music um the god of illumination and light uh that carried a fire uh, in his hand uh he was the god also of sending down diseases and plagues but then he would also go back and and bring medicine 
um, to heal the same diseases and plagues that he began, that he started. Um, this God Apollo, we talked about a little bit, I believe, last week, um, and the things he saw. He rode, he drove a four-horse chariot and um, was known as an archer, carried um, the bow and all those things. So he also wore a corona on his head. I think we may have showed it one week where we showed a picture of the uh coronavirus and the little thing that's around his head and how crazy that was um so this first horse that we see uh it sounds a lot like to me it sounds a lot like um what we're seeing it sounds a lot like the the coronavirus a crown a toxin a plague that um that is that they're bringing the cure um or they're bringing the medicine for and so it sounds a lot like it um so the second one we'll go to is the red horse then i saw a horse appear a red horse its rider was giving a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth and there was war and there was slaughter everywhere so let's that there's a reason that you kind of break these things up and, and study the greek words because there's different words used for sword um depending upon them for one thing the horse the red horse is actually the word uh pyro um, which means fire, um, and therapico to mean to heal. Uh, and so you're looking at like a medicine, and you're looking at the, the horse is a fire, uh, a fiery red. It's not just a red horse, it's a, red, a, a fiery horse. And it says that he's come to take peace from the earth. Um, and so uh, when I began to look into what this word for peace meant, it, meant, it the word is used as E-I-R-E, N E in Greek, it is um, uh, showing a, a animosity to one to one's neighbor. Um, it was one of the one is like the uh, the opposite of of animosity. He's came to take away the peace. So in other words, he's bringing animosity to one's neighbor. And then it says that he's given a sword, and the word for sword is uh, makomia, which is M A C H O. M-A-A, and it means to contend, to wrangle with, to wrestle with, or to fight. Uh, this red horse uh, that is on fire is coming to uh, cause people to can be contentious with each other, um, to have animosity towards each other, to wrestle and fight. The word is, uh, it can be used as a military conflict, but it also means um, a quarrel, a heated discussion, Um uh, offense and one of the things that stood out to me big was an opposition to sound logic and the reason i want you to remember that because uh we're gonna as we're reading on there's another word that talks about having sound logic um in here so that that counter is kind of the counter the opposite of this but so he's carrying the sword this word for the sword that means opposition to sound logic offense quarreling uh, conflict uh, and the, the opposite of peace is um, it comes from the root word makaria which means a purification or removing of impurities um, the, you'll find this word found in Matthew 10 and 34 where Jesus says I came not to send peace to the earth but to bring a sword that your enemies will be those in your own household um, and so he's saying uh, th there's a time coming where there's going to be a split there's going there's going to be um, a division that takes place because there's going to be a lot of opposition and there's going to be a lot of people that are not listening to sound 
logic. And yeah. so there's going to be a, a divide where Jesus says, I came to bring division uh, from those that listen to those that, are, you know, do not listen. Um, and so we see here that uh, this is a sword that he's coming to take peace uh, from the earth. And so people are going to be fighting. They're going to be divided. They're going to be um, um, uh, in a place to where families are 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 arguing over everything. The people are arguing uh, over everything and that you can't even really argue with people because they're, they're at a place to where they're not, people are not listening to sound logic uh, at the, at the time of this. So could it mean that there is wars all over the world taking place or could, could it mean that, that literally peace is taken from the earth because it's nothing but fighting conflict division um, and people being torn apart uh, in a, divi- a divide taking place, which is not, it's a bad, but it's not always a bad thing because God says that he will divide and that there's going to be a, divi- uh, a time of division that comes. And that's what Jesus was talking about is that those that choose to follow him at some point, they were going to have to take a stand. And, um, and sometimes it'll cause a division in their family and they'll have to choose God over family. They'll have to choose God over friends. Um, They'll have to choose God and, and what they know is right over sometimes everyone around them. Um, And, and so uh, that leads us to the third horse. And it says, when the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, come, I looked up and I saw a black horse. And its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. I heard a voice from among the four living beings saying, A loaf of wheat bread or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. And do not waste the olive oil or touch the olive oil and the wine. Um, and so we see here this, when I began to really study into this, this one is, the, is one of the ones that completely threw me for a loop because the meaning was so much deeper and meant so much more than what I just thought it meant. I always thought, okay, this is going to be a famine. This is going to be like a Great Depression type area to where everything is expensive. But me and my mom had discussed in the past, um, hoping that the believers would not be here during that time, but also knowing that throughout the Word of God, whenever God talked about the oil and the wine, it always talked about the anointing of the Spirit. And so um, it always made us wonder, you know, are the believers going to be here during this point? Because um, that's a lot of the times the way he describes the believers that, you know, the oil of God is in them or the new wine of God. So this third horse, first of all, the word used here for uh, the barley is a word called krith, which means a process of separating the kernels from the chafe. A sifting that is going to take place, um, a sifting that's going to come about um, that goes on with it. And then it says uh, with the third horse that the 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 scales are a yoke. It, what was what I found odd is the word scale here had a dual meaning. It means a yoke like that surround an oxen where the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. What fellowship does light have with darkness? A yoke is where they would, um, oxen were a, a slave animal that would, you know, have to work in the fields with a yoke around its neck and they would yoke it to another oxen. 
And if they yoked a strong oxen to a weak oxen, oxen, what would happen is one of them would drag the other one back. Yes. And so that's why it says don't be unequally yoked. Don't. And so this yoke was something that was tied around their neck um, that, that kept them bound up. And that scale, the word scale meant a yoke that was joined together as in with co- cattle or with oxen. And I thought about the scripture in Proverbs. It says, and they were led away like ox to the slaughter. You know, um, talking about those that didn't have wisdom. You know, Proverbs says, and the one without wisdom was led away like an ox Mm -hmm. to the slaughter. Mm -hmm. And so this word also means liberty scales, the law, law scales. And see, I had always looked at it and I just assumed because it's talking about barley and wheat, things like that, that this scale that it was speaking of was talking about a scale that that measured out um, food. But actually it's talking about the law, um, uh, law scales that you see. And so, um, Jesus, uh, the yoke, Jesus says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Who are, you know, who are you yoked to? Um, and so, uh, the yoke of, or the alignment in the, uh, of animals, uh, are you aligned with God's law, uh, which brings, uh, freedom or are you aligned uh, with the enemy? You know, uh, uh, who's, who, who's, yoke have you taken on yeah and so um that he's saying there's going to be a process of separating the one who are are wearing the yoke of the enemy and the ones that are wearing the yoke of god uh, the ones who are following god's law the ones that are following governmental law um because there's going to be a difference and i've heard a lot of people say you know the bible says obey the laws of the land um well jesus was uh, crucified because they didn't think that he obeyed the law um all the apostles were crucified because they were considered rebels um, to the law. Well, they're changing the laws just as quickly as they possibly can nowadays. To well, they're they're not changing them; they're bending them to what they believe should be done. We see that with our constitution. You mean now. they're 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 flipping the scales? Yes, they're trying to take away things, and people are giving up things that that were that were fought for, and people sacrificed their lives so that they could have. I thought about this. Somebody made a comment um, about um, the people in Australia and giving up their guns and their and their and their. Um, but you know what? And they were saying something about giving up their guns. And I thought to myself, America doesn't have to give up their guns because they've given up their rights willingly. They sure have. Um, why Why do they have to take our guns when they're um, when we're we've willingly given up our constitutional rights? Mm-hmm. No one's fault um, to keep the constitutional right. Everyone's just going along with it because they're going along with the crowd. Uh, nobody they have slowly indoctrinated and programmed people to go along with whatever it, the uh, everybody else is is doing. I was cutting up with uh, my friend uh, Yelena. Today and I said because we all know that whatever preacher has the most followers are the ones that are always right, uh, you know, sarcastically, yeah. um, because it's the ones that nobody is listening to are the ones I want to tell you when we get up there on Judgment Day. Those are the ones that are going to be right because those that have the most followers are not right. Jesus had eleven faithful followers. He was the way the truth, and the life. And he had 11 faithful followers that stuck with him on a constant basis. Now, people used him for healing. People used him uh, to get what they needed uh, when they needed something from him. But as far as listening to him and believing his teachings, 
they weren't doing that. No. Um, and so they were afraid to go against the the Pharisee the Pharisaical leaders of that day, which ruled everything. And the Pharisees had a lot of uh, believers. Um, but they and I, I put this on my Facebook page, and I said, guys, um, and me and Chip had talked about it the other day. The the Pharisees were the ones that were they knew the the word they knew the Torah they had studied it inside and outside. Absolutely, Paul says that he was had their life. It, Paul said he had it memorized. He knew it as be, as good as anybody. And but here's the thing about it: they they had studied everything about the Messiah. But the things about the Messiah that they could not comprehend were things that were prophesied through the Spirit, through the prophets, or through, like David, when David would write down his prayers. David would be in the midst of being in the Spirit and playing his harp and, and, and praying, and he would say, and they gorged, and they pulled out my beard, and they spit upon me, and blah, 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 blah. Well, David wasn't talking about himself. He was prophesying in the Spirit while he was praying. But you can't understand the spirit unless you are walking in the spirit so they had understand they had tore the torah apart they had read it they had dissected it they had tried to figure out every prophecy that was coming about it but then when it came to him coming they did not know that he was even there they missed every obvious sign because they were looking for the one that was going to come that was going to rule with the rod of iron, the one that was going to be a great general, and he was going to um, come in like a warrior and fight the, 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 the surrounding nations. And they, they ignored and did not see the you other know, prophecies about Jesus. They missed it because you know they thought they knew well, too much. Some of them guys, some of them guys were, were were looking at the things that was going on with Jesus and everything that he was saying and doing, and and they thought in their heart, you know what, this sure does look like and resemble our our Messiah, and and he looked nothing like what they thought. They thought he was going to come in royal. Well, royalness. Nicodemus sure thought that he did. Or well, he thought something. Was, he felt something. His Nic- heart was right. Nicodemus recognized, okay, Nicodemus is like a lot of people right now. They did not want to admit to admit that, that Jesus was the, the Messiah that they had been looking for would be to admit that a lot of things that they believed that they were looking for was wrong. Mm-hmm. Things that they had been teaching in the temple, things that they had been telling people, all these years of things that they had sat down and discussed and they thought that they were big wigs and Bible scholars and they knew everything there was to know about the Then all of a sudden Jesus is born and, 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 and he's a Nazarene and from Nazareth, you know, and uh, what good ever comes from Nazareth? And, and he's some, he came from little old Mary and and Joseph, this is this this guy's a carpenter, and this is some humble guy that's walking around, um, you know, healing and uh, lepers, and he's not coming in in a big strong military. He's very humble. He's very meek. He's nothing of what they expected him to be, because you can search so hard for truth that you miss truth Mm -hmm. and you can think that you know something so much that even when it happens and it don't happen exactly the way you thought it was going to happen you ignore the very 
very obvious signs that were right in front of your face. This is what he said when he said, tell John the Baptist. He said, what do we tell John the Baptist? He said, tell him that the blind see and the lame walk. Um, that's what Jesus said. Those were the very obvious signs that the Messiah was there among them. The blind see, the lame walk, and the dead were raised. Yeah. But they could not see that he was the Messiah because of the pride of him not coming packaged the way that they had always taught that he was going to come packaged. You think about how many times how many times has Jesus worked out a situation in your life that you were praying about the way you thought he would? I can't. I think not. Not one time did he ever work out a situation in our life the way I thought that he would. I had every angle before I, I learned how to just trust him. I had every angle and avenue thought out and planned out, and this is what Jesus is going to probably do. And he never did it the way I thought he was going to. He always blew my mind, and there was no way that there was it was possible for us to, to give the credit to anyone else other than God the way he worked it out. And so why would this be any different? I, I agree with what you think, Greg. Um I, I agree that um, this is, and, and, and let me say something that's anti-popular because I've just got to do it. I'm so sick of seeing people talking about Biden and Biden this and Biden's ruining our country. Guys, paganism has ruined our country. Sin has ruined our country. Pornography has ruined our country. Abortion has ruined our country a false church that tickles people's ears and tell them what they want to hear and has everybody in the uh, in america strung out on every kind of medicine for everything in the world that they could possibly think of to take for and nobody having any faith for god to heal anything that's ruined our country. Um, Biden is the, the least of our worries. Biden is a puppet on, that is held by a big master puppeteer uh, governmental uh, program. Biden is there to play a role, but he is not the only one there to play a role. There, I, I've said this over and over again, and, 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 it, and it frustrates me because I see people that I know that are that still share these things when we've had discussions about it there is not the eagle has a left and a right wing and they're both attached to that same eagle one color is red one color is blue they is the same people they are the same family they are doing the same thing they are playing different roles to keep you divided, divided. because if you divide people they don't have the power to come against your tyranny. If you keep people divided by Republican, by Democrat, by black, by white, by this, by that, then you, what you've got is you've got so many divisions that there's not one division that is strong enough and powerful enough to fight against the government. Keep them fighting each other and they won't come against us. They'll be so busy fighting about stupid stuff that they won't even come. Here's what I've learned. I have always been a conservative my whole life, but I've realized something, that all the years I've, I have voted against abortion, that those people have not taken abortion off the table. Mm -hmm. It came in and was legalized before I was even born, and since I've been 18, I have voted at every election, and it has not been taken away yet why because it's not going to be taken away because it is something that they run for just 
to say that they say what you want them to say that's exactly right and so guys we've got to quit saying if this one or this one was not in here this wouldn't be happening or if this one or this one was in here it would be happening i'm gonna bust some people's bubbles and tonight and just be honest with you this forced uh, mandate uh, operation warp speed we have started under trump it was not started under the biden administration I started on the Trump administration, and I listened to, um, we were listening to uh, Biden's uh, House Speaker the other day when she said, we thought that if with a Republican president that y'all all all liked, that y'all wouldn't fight this vaccine. But y'all are still fighting it, even though you're a Republican president told you. Why did she say, we thought... That with a Republican president, y'all would not fight it, because how did? Why were they involved? Yeah, they weren't even in office. In all, in 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 whether we were going to go along with it when Trump was in office or not, and and how did they know about the vaccine before all of this? We thought that with a Republican president, y'all would go along with it. That's she the very reason this. they sent him to Alabama to push those things. Yeah, why, why Why would that even be her train of thought? Like, you know what I'm saying? Man, we know why, but think about how crazy and backwards it think is. Think about that how crazy it is that nobody noticed she said that. Right. Well, it's because they're all watching football. Nobody yeah. cares about politics, and they're they're not searching for the truth like they should be. Well, we want to – Oh, you're stepping on some some toes on that one. I go to work every day, and I and I see this one individual. I have to drive with him, and, I, and I, he all he has to say, do, watch, or listen to is nothing but basketball, football, everything else in the world. The world's coming to an end. And the world's blowing up and and it's catching fire all around him. (laughs) And all he can do is like, ooh, football. Literally. And and I look at him and I say, hey, man, do you do do anything besides football and basketball? Like, do you, I don't know, maybe listen to the president last night when he talked? He's like, sometimes, sometimes. Yes, it is called a smoke screen. It sure is. I just don't understand. They've done it from the beginning of time. Lawyers do it when you go to court. I've told I've told mothers this before that were fighting for their children. I was like, they will dredge up every little lie they can about you yes, because they will. they will cause a smoke screen to go around the real topics that are taking place. You know who else to does do it? With the case. You know who else does it? Magicians. It's called sleight of hand. Pay attention to this. Check this out. See my hand right here? Yep. Boom, I just took something away from you. But you've been saying over here. It's a, it's a, it is a, you know what? It's at your right because it is actually a form of sorcery. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, 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 that's what is going on in the world right now. And I, I just want to say, guys, quit being so foolish that you can't see that there's a bigger picture here than just America. Quit being so foolish that you can't see a bigger picture than Republican or Democrat. This is going on in the world. There, they, the president was on there talking about a globalness, our global responsibility, our global future, our global this. Guys, we're in globalism. I don't know if y'all realize this or not, but we're in globalism. And from the World Bank's website, it literally talks about ID4D and their plan to to globalize an ID. And in it, it was the the U.S., the European Union, the Australian government, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It tells you the people that have been working on this for a very long time. 
And this has been going on for a while. In Australia, we see what's going on. We see that w- what they're doing to the people there. We see what they're doing to people in Canada. We see what's going on in France. Uh, we see these things going on. around. We see these things going on in Israel. It, it is just a matter of time. America's the hardest one to get to back down. And so we're going to be the last one that they have completely taking all of our rights from because we're going to be the ones that are the most rebellious towards the, the system to fight it well we'd like to hope so well anyway. we are because the rest of them already they're already crafting down on them harder but we're getting there and they don't have to take our guns because they that everybody is too tricked they're too busy uh we don't need guns to fight because everybody's keyboard warriors now oh, you don't have patriots anymore you have a bunch of people that are just keyboard why, warriors that is just dawned on me that's why they push the american dream of getting yourself swallowed up in debt so much because now they can control you if they can mandate jobs and you lose your job, then you lose your home, you lose your cars, you lose everything you got. Yeah. You don't have to take away an, an American's gun to get them to succumb to a tyrannical government. Mm-hmm. You just threaten their money. Mm-hmm. Threaten yeah. their American dream. And that's that they're going to give in to what you say. But, but here's what is going to happen. I'm just as guilty as anybody else of thinking that away. Well, let me tell you something. Put me on an island um, like Swiss Family Robinson. And before, I'm, uh, before I surrender any... Of my rights to a tyrannical government. Put, put me on Gilligan's Island. I don't know. I, I was going to make that point. Like, hmm? Gilligan's Island? I was going to make that point that, that, like you said, they don't even have to try that hard to deceive us or to 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 try to, you know, like even the sleight of hand because it, like it was with Nicodemus, he loved his life so much that they'd rather choose that anyway. So it's just they don't have to work that hard to give us what we already want because we're so consumed with our lives that it's it just makes it that much easier for the devil to come in and deceive us. We'll just buy it a lot more easier. A lot yeah, easier. It's so, it's so, and so many people are just so deceived. I mean, why would you have to take away their guns when you have everybody divided? Nobody's getting along with, with each other. There's no. There's not enough people that stand together for anything. A few people can't overthrow a whole government. Uh, you need a, a large amount of people to do that, and they've divided everyone. They've they've eloquently done that. Uh, but people are not arguing about it because they got them with what what the devil has always gotten people with fear, yes, and greed. If they, I've had so many people say, "Man, I don't want to give in to the government. I don't want to do this." But what happens? But I am in nursing school, and I and man, I, I don't I don't want to lose my I don't want to lose uh, my education. Um, y- you know what? So, so you're just gonna go along with something that your that your instinct, your gut, everything about you is telling you not to do. See, to me, the fact that they would tell me I can't go to to nursing school, I can't go to school to be an architect, I can't go to school to be a lawyer unless I do what I don't want to do with my own body. That right there is a big clue to me that I better not do it yeah, because yeah. if they're threatening to take away a right to force me to do something I, I all of you that have given in to this because you want to finish law school you better find another degree because you're not very good with the law <laughs> because you gave you, in to your constitutional rights so that you could go to school to fight for the law yeah remind me not to hire you as a lawyer before you pro-choicers chime in there and say oh you said your body your choice right. yes we absolutely believe your body 
your choice. The point that we that we that we bring up is the the child is not your body. That's someone else's body, and so that's why we say pro life. It was your body, and it was your choice to use precaution. And if something happened and you were raped, it is very much your choice to um, give that baby to someone that can't have children because there's many of them all over America. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But we won't get on the, the, the pro-life uh, debate because talking to um, pro-choicers well, is like talking that's to the come brick up. wall. I've seen, it. I've seen it on social media too much, and we've okay. got too many haters watching. Okay, well, yeah. then you know what? Let's go along with the liberals. Why'd they change it? If they believe your body, your choice, then how come it's not our body, our choice now? It ain't right now. Uh, We're supposed to be caring more about the other people, they say, so we should do whatever we do, even if it could cause heart attacks and blood clotting and and, and, um, kidney failure and everything else. Oh, we can go on Um, and on on that. So that we can support and help other people, but so it's not our body, our choice when it comes to a grown-up, but if it comes to an innocent baby, we can kill them to protect our own body. Mm-hmm. It's 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 well, you know what it is. It's absurd. It's it's ludicrous. Is what it is. It's the opposition to it, logical thinking. It, yes, it, it goes back to what? Uh, it's almost like that's the a second horse uh, the of, of those that are opposition to logic. But <laughs> let's get back to the let's, let's let's that was the second horse. Let's get back to the third horse. <laughs> Another word for grain, when it talks about the grain, is cetos, um, which comes from another word, pyros or puros, which is another word for fire. So let's not forget um, that the the fire had just came down with a second horse, was a horse that was fiery and on fire. Uh, But this word for the bread, um, uh, you know, is the word that's talking about cooking the bread under a fire. And First Peter 1 and 7 says that it will be the fire of persecution that will do a divide and allow God to see those who are truly for him and those who are not. That good. that it's going to divide the real ones from the from the from the fake ones. The the um, I'm a Christian as long as it's don't get too hard. I'm a Christian as long as I don't have to stand for any religious um, uh, things of God. I'm a Christian as long as it don't cost me my job. I'm a Christian as long as it you know it don't if uh, it don't cost me uh, pastors as long as it don't cost me some members. Uh, I, I'm a Christian until the fire gets too hot. And so that word for the bread right there means cooking the bread in a fire, uh, a fire which bakes it to purifies uh, the bread. Um, and then um, oh, uh, another word is uh, when it talks about the, the barley, the process of the separating and the, the sifting um, is a word, uh, crino, um uh, which is where the word krith comes from, krith, krina, means to separate in order to distinguish or to discern. Um, a separation that's going to take place in order to distinguish and discern. Uh, in English, that word would mean to judge or examine. Um, a, a way to judge or examine uh, the people as they go through uh, the fire. But here's uh, the exciting the best part about this, the exciting part about this, is he makes the statement in here, but do not touch the olive oil or the wine. Um, he says, uh, you know, I don't want you to touch the olive oil or the wine, is what he says right here. This word olive oil, 
is E-L-A-I-E in Greek. And it means olive tree or the fruit of an olive tree or the anointed ones. Uh, as far as the high priest, prophets, the kings in the Bible where they would pour the oil down their head. What I love about this is we've talked on, on this podcast a lot about Matthew 24. And the timeline that Jesus gives, starting with world wars and great depressions and all that, that begins the last generation. And another uh, uh, place that this is used is in Matthew 25, when it talks about the the, uh, five foolish virgins and the five wise. The same word is used there as the fuel that was in their lamps, the the wise one's lamps. Um, And then in Matthew 26, it talks about the woman with the costly perfume in a jar that she broke and poured out upon Jesus's feet. That's the same word there as used for the costly perfume. So you've got Matthew 24 talking about the end times and talking about when it begins, the last generation. And then it goes into saying all these things are going to take place starting in the 1930s and 40s. And then uh, after all the world wars and the, the Great Depression and the Jews being persecuted and the Holocaust, then you're going to see the false prophets rise up and sin is going to be rampant everywhere, the 60s and the 70s. Uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, then the gospel, you know, is going to be preached throughout the world, uh, the 75 through the 80s and 90s, satellite and computer made that possible. And then he says, you'll see the Antichrist uh, of what Daniel spoke about. And then he begins to speak a little bit about the beginning of tribulation. Um And then he says, before that great and terrible day of the Lord, when the sun is darkened and the stars begin to fall, he says, I will gather my chosen ones from all around the world. And then he begins to go into talking about the second coming. Then you go into Matthew 25 and he talks about the virgins. A virgin is the church. Um, The virgin is the bride of Christ, the church. They're all virgins. All 10 are virgins. So, but only five of them have the anointing. Only five of them have the oil in their lamp. They've got the costly perfume that comes from worship and the oil in their lamp. And the only the five that have the oil in their lamp are the ones ready when the bridegroom returns. And so mm. that word olive uh, oil, is it where it says don't touch the olive oil, is talking about the anointing of God. It's talking about uh, uh, Israel is called the olive tree, the olive branch. But then in Romans 11 and 17 and in Romans 11 and 24, it talks about how the Gentiles have been now grafted in to that true vine. And we have now become the olive tree. And we're now a part of the olive tree. Um, and then when it talks about the wine, it says, do not touch the oil or the wine. The wine here is the word onius which means uh, not just a non-fermented wine, but uh, the new wine, um, uh, wine that was new that had not fermented yet, that was fresh. And uh, the root of that word, which is something um, uh, is profound, is that back in the Bible times, back in the Egyptian times, um, all that they would use, letter they would use symbols to that or shapes or markings that would mean certain things and this word uh was used was a symbol and that symbol literally means what happens when someone's natural mind has been 
crushed, pushed away. And like grapes, now a new language begins to flow out of them. <laughs> and we know that the Bible says that when in Acts chapter 2, when the Gentile church was born, that he said that they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave all them the utterance. They began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I know a lot of people um, don't believe in that, and they think it's not for everyone. But the Bible says that the Holy Ghost is a seal of God that he places on us, that we are sealed until the day of redemption when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, John came to baptize you with repentance and with water. But I come that you may be baptized with the fire and with the Spirit of God. And then when he told Nicodemus, he said, you must be born of water, of repentance, and the Spirit. So being born again is not just asking God to forgive you of your sins and getting an apology, That's saying right. an apology. Being born again is being filled with a new spirit. Whereas Gentiles, we were born with fallen spirits from us because Gentile from the giants, from the gents. Um, and so Isaiah said, I will come, when he was prophesying to the Gentiles, he said, I'll come and give you a new spirit, says the Lord. I'll take out your old spirit yeah. and give you a new spirit. And so um, this is the new wine that God was talking about. This is the new spirit that God gives you. So this word, ornius, and that he says, do not touch the oil or the wine. Do not touch those that are filled with my spirit. But it's about to get good. I'm about to... Um, uh, I did some more research uh, on th this verse, and he says, when I heard the voice uh, saying, don't hurt the oil and the wine, that word hurt not is the Greek word, um, which is, don't laugh, but y'all are going to, the Greek word dyke, <laughs> D-I-K-E, <laughs> which actually means, now listen, this is what's crazy, that word is a legal word term so here we have legal <clears throat> still on this thing it's all about legal legal balance the balance being shifted he says do not touch my anointed ones do not touch the ones that have the oil and the wine in them it's a legal term meaning um what is just and right or the consequences for violating a divine rule it's a it, 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 this it's a word that means that there will be a huge consequence if you violate this divine rule, and so uh, it said when I looked into it that that this word uh, it has a um, a show of kind of like pointing a finger like you better not touch my anointed because there's going to be a consequence. Yes, that's the word that it's saying. It says a finger point law word that this is a divine law and it began to and i was reading about it it talked about how we had now have laws to where they can just make up whatever laws they want to yeah. and they don't have to be they make any sense or even be right but it was talking about that when this was written there was divine laws um oh hey kelly that me and kelly went to church together when we were young that um kelly and kelly and y'all think i was saying hey to myself I was looking. I was looking at the screen and talking to myself. I was like, "Oh no, it finally happened." She snapped. She snapped. <laughs> she snapped. That. Um, but anyway, it was talking about that. There's a. There was a, a. There's a divine law, like the divine law of reaping and sowing. There's a divine law that if you're guilty, you're going to end up paying for it, whether you get away from it on this world or not. There's a divine law, and God has a divine law that you touch not 
God's anointed ones. You touch not Amen. Uh, uh, his that are called. Well, we're starting to see that. What was it, a, uh, a riot or, no, peaceful protest in Australia, right? And then what had happened? There was an earthquake immediately after because yeah. everybody started beating on the Christians saying, oh, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. And then an earthquake in a place where they well, don't have earthquakes. It's, it, 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 this gets good because in just a, a couple of more scriptures over, you see this word used again where they're talking to God and they're asking God, when are you going to avenge us? Uh, but he's this 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 whole third horse has a dual meaning because that's the way God is. It has the meaning of there's going to be a famine. And we already know that because they're saying it now. They're saying because of the wildfires that are broke out all over the world because of all the flooding that's occurred, because of all the locusts that are everywhere eating up everything, uh, because of the issues uh, with the contagion that uh, and truck drivers and all these things that are taking place, they're saying that by 2022 there's going to be a great um, famine, that there's that, that it's going to be hard to get food. Uh, farmers have lost their, their whole farms over floods, over fires. Uh, over all these things and so they're saying hey you know things are gonna be hard to come by so where it's talking right here that it is talking about that that there's going to be a time to where it's going to be hard to get food but this time where it's hard to get food it has a dual meaning god's saying that when this time is hard to get food that's when you're going to see a great divide you've seen a great divide with the second horse you see this great divide where people are coming up and they are dividing over fighting and not listening to truth and not wanting to listen to truth and, and, and people having their different opinion. And so you've got some that are still standing. You've got some that are still, you know, um, saying I'm standing with God. But then when it comes down to where there's a famine and it depends on whether they can get food or not, you're going to see another fire that's another fire that that, 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 per, that people are going to go through and this fire is going to be a do another sifting is what it's saying Goodness it's, there's another sifting that's going to take place and during this other sifting you're going to see whose yoke people are willing to wear are they willing to wear the yoke of the government to say oh gosh i gotta do whatever i've got to do to make sure i get some food because this is going to allow the government to get another yoke on people because if there is a lot of food business you're going to see the government begin like rome did to start rationing out to people and then people that don't go along with what the government says are not going to be able to get it and so you're going to see people make a decision and it's going to be another sift that's going to take place and so you're going to see who they follow along with but god is telling them look you can the rest of them can go but the ones that are anointed, like the five foolish and the five wise, you're not. They won't be touched through this. Um, that you know, they're going to come out clean on this. This is going to be something that is going to purify them. But they're going to hold tight. They're going to stand firm till the end. Those that are filled with the Spirit of God that have the anointing upon their life, because um, a lot of people are going to be able to convince their self lies. The Bible says that we can see our conscience over. They will look for people to tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. You could turn it on and listen to us, and then we're and you're like, oh God, I don't want to hear that right. because that makes it hard, you know. So I'm gonna go listen to this guy that's saying, hey y'all, everything's cool. This ain't the it. This ain't going on. Blah 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 blah. Oh oh, I like what he's saying better. I'm gonna go listen to him. Yeah. And so, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and you don't have the anointing of God on your life, oh how dangerous. 
Oh, how easily you can be deceived if you are, do, are not listening to the word of God <coughs> from his spirit awakening you and showing you things. And so this, this is a term right here saying that, that there's going to be a dividing through this horse. Um, and then let's see, six and eight. Um, this is the fourth, the fourth horse here. And he says, when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living, uh, being say, come. And I looked up and I saw a horse whose color was pale green. Its rider was named death and his companion was the grave. Those two were given authority over one fourth of the earth to kill with a sword, famine, disease, and wild animals. Um, and so we see this, this guy, He's also, in the original Greek version, this guy is, is also um, wielding a sword of death. Um, he's holding up a sword of death. And this sword of death that he is holding up has a completely different name um, than the sword, the first sword that it was talking about, which was a sword of fighting and arguing and, you know, not getting along, all that kind of stuff. This guy's uh, sword that he is carrying um, I'm trying to find where I read that down on his, but it is a sword that it it was only used by a one group of people, namely, as soon as you look up that sword, that's what it pops up like crazy. And these people were called the Thrash, the Thracians or the Thracian people. These were feared killers. They were hired assassins. Um, even the Romans uh, hired these barbarians um, to to help them um, kill people. Uh, these were uh, warlike barbarians. They were, they were uh, supposedly. They said that they came from the gods. They're from a demigod. Um, and if and if you hadn't read my book, um, the Seed War, I exp I can't go into it all now. But I explained the the line and the lineage of the Antichrist, and um, I start from the very beginning where you should always start, uh, where God prophesies that Satan will have a seed. And we, I follow that that his seed and that lineage out all the way out to where we're at now. Um, and what's crazy is when I was looking into this, this is the same. The, these people are a part of the same lineage. I, I talk about uh, gene mutations that come from these people. Um, from uh, I talk about uh, DNA and the Gentiles and things like this. And these people uh, carry this the same exact DNA and so we see this fourth horse and it's cut it's coming out and these people are, were blood uh, thirsty um, barbarians uh, they live the south of the Danube River uh, these they these guys were uh, red-headed blue-eyed big huge uh, guys that um, throughout history that were known to kill and so he's saying hey th this this horse that's coming out has an assassin on it a killer on it that is going to uh kill people i i firmly believe that this is when the antichrist is going to go rogue um, when he turns from being the one that everybody loves and listens to and is going to save the day and it's awesome this is going to come after people have decided which yoke they're going to take on and you've got some people that are um, you've you've went through one divide where people have been arguing and then you've went through another divide when people when it came down to whether they were going to get food or eat or money or not uh, and now the ones that have stayed strong this guy's coming out and he's going to reign Havoc on the people. Yeah, um, he's coming out with this sword 
uh, and he is going to try to fight these people. Uh, the symbol for the thrashing people was a double-headed eagle um, and a double-headed axe. That was the symbol of these people. Um, they, 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 these people were, were when it talks about that they, they're going to come out and they're going to fight, uh, I believe that this guy's representing the Antichrist because it's the same bloodline. Um, and then it says, and through famine, which is weird because the word famine, you would not think would have the na the meaning that it has, but it means, uh, the word is L-I-M-E-N, and it means a harbor, a haven, or a port. It's a European word. The European word of it would be a lake or a stream or a flow, uh, like a harbor of the sea, um, a marketplace, or a lake, uh, uh, so a fire. So that's a little bit odd. Um, and I'd like to tell you that this fourth horse is talking about something other than actual death, um, but it's not. It's actually talking about I'm killing people. Um, people are going to die. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, and these are going to be, the pe people are going to be dying. The, these people um, uh, uh, had a king, uh, which I also talk about the restless factor uh, of blood in my uh, book and uh, RH negative blood and what that means and how all of uh, the European royals and um, our European leaders um, our presidents uh, have RH negative blood and I just find it odd that one of the kings um, noted in history that was a Thracian king was um, a man named Ressus like the Ressus factor um, uh, in blood I thought that was very odd um, there was uh, there was um, another thing that is is I found odd is it talks about the dragon uh, and these people were called the dragon people the Thracian people were called the dragon people. That's why I am convinced uh, this is a time where the Antichrist goes rogue. Um, then uh, it talks about that death and the grave. Um, his companion is the grave. When it's talking about the grave, it's talking about um, uh, hell, death. And what's funny is another part in Revelation, towards the end of Revelation, it says that he takes death and, and um, the grave and throws them into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. So these are angels. These are rogue angels. Death is a, there's a death angel that is, that brings death. Um, and so these are evil demonic creatures. And it says, you know, he's going to kill with the, he's going to kill in that word that kill with the sword is talking about the Thracian people. But, um, so, it, but he also says he's going to kill with uh, famine and uh, disease and wild animals. Uh, well, we see the famine up there. Uh, we see disease already, but the word wild animals right there means a beast. You know, and the Bible also talks about call the beast. Um, and so I thought that was a little odd too. Um, and so we see here that th this part is where it gets real ugly. Up until then, you've got people arguing and fighting. You've got, you know, civil unrest. A peace has been taken um, at the beginning. You've Then you've got, you know, to where there's there, uh, foods, you know, getting tough and people are having to make a decision um, of, with money and food and all that. But then once you get to the fourth, everything kind of changes and then it gets, you know, it gets a little rougher there to where there's going to be um, actual um, people, more people that are, will die. Um, 
And so then after it says this, it says, uh, When the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. They shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong uh, to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little bit longer to the full number of their brothers and sisters and their fellow servants who were uh, to be martyred had joined them. Okay, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw the souls under the altars. Um, these are the ones of the word of God and for the testimony that they held. Um, and that they, uh, and so first of all, it's, um, the word they held, the testimony they held is an echo, a word meaning an echo, which means they, the people that continue to hold on to the same truth that they believed in the beginning. The, the, these, uh, he's, they're killing people that are continuing to believe what they believed from the beginning. They, it, it, it's echoed, it's continued. They held on to it. And we know that in Matthew 24, Jesus says, and those that endure till the end shall be saved That's right. these are the people that continued believing in the end what they originally believed in the beginning and we talked about this the other night at church that there is a lot of people that at first they get a gut feeling and i ain't i ain't giving i ain't doing something and then pressure hits in and pressure hits in and pressure hits in and they end up giving in and we talked about how guys don't go against your first that still small voice if god speaks to you something just because things heat up don't give in and go against what you originally were holding on to and saying mm -hmm. stick to your guns hold the line stay strong in what you believe what you declare till the end continue to let it echo and they said they cried with a loud voice saying how long O lord holy and true does does do thou not judge uh, and avenge our blood to them that dwell on the earth. Um, okay, first of all, when it says, O Lord, that word in Greek means housemaster, um, an employer, uh, a CEO, which I thought was kind of cool. So these, <coughs> th these people are the ones that are working for God. Now, this makes me want to preach because this is serious. These are the people that are preaching and spreading the gospel and work for God because he is their master. He is their Lord. He's not just their savior and they're not just thinking about their own self. These are people that are getting in trouble because they are declaring the word of God and they're working to speak the truth. Um, but uh, that he, They're working for him. Um, and, he's, and they say, you know, O oh Lord, faithful and true. Um, I love this because th that word true means they're genuinely there, but they're hidden from direct sight, yet still very much there. Um, and so uh, they, and then this, this is where it goes. It says, how long is it going to be until you judge these people? You judge, the word judge in Greek is krino, which means to separate or to distinguish to have the ability to see the difference or to express an opinion or judgment. So I'm thinking at this point, some of these people are standing for truth, they're standing for righteousness, and they feel like, God, why aren't you defending us? And so they're saying, God, when are you going to make a, make a you know, when are you going to stand up for us? Um, and then and they were like, when are you going to dispense judgment 
on these people. And that goes back to the word dyke that I was talking about earlier, where he says, do not touch the oil or the wine. Do not touch my anointed. So then these anointed ones are saying to God, God, when are you going to point your finger at them and tell them that they're going against divine law? They're going against um, your divine um, uh, law of God and bring judgment to them. They're violating a rule. Uh, when are you going to give them a consequence for violating this rule? Um and so uh, another thing is, is it says, when are you going to judge those inhabitants, those that are dwelling upon the earth or residing upon the earth? And that word, those that dwell upon the earth or residing upon the earth is the, in the Greek word means economic system. Mm. I thought that was funny. When are you going to judge the economic system? interesting yes they're 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 telling god when are you going to judge those that are running the economic system pretty much so that that tells you right there that it all has to do with people surrendering because of money economy and and things because the people that are running that system god when are you going to judge those running the economic system um but here's the best part about it it says that these people some of them's going to die Thessalonians says that. Um, when Gage were talking about last night, it says that he's going to come and take us up. And he said, and then those that are still alive mm-hmm. and remain are going to be caught up to meet him in the air. Um, but there's people being killed now uh, in Afghanistan uh, because of their testimony's sake. Mm-hmm. But he says, God, when are you going uh, to judge those people? But then it says, then I saw God. I saw these people in 6 and 11. It says, um, where six and eleven? Then a white robe was given to each one of these, and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers were coming. Here's I was just telling um, TJ about this before we started. Um, do you remember TJ what I told you? Yep. Tell us, buddy. Mm-hmm. What does robe mean? They're going to give us a robe. Now this is going to blow some of y'all away. It don't mean that we're gonna we're actually getting a robe and we're gonna be wearing a robe. What does it mean? Well, right, right, right. Okay, it took me a second to collect what was mentioned. Um, restoration. The robe itself was a recreation of your original body, original divinity, original perfection, and then the lightness of the robe or the whiteness of the robe stood for. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Light. Light. I don't want to say illumination, but mm-hmm. uh, a no. glittering of the skin. Yeah. It, the, when he says, and he gave them a robe, that word is stello, um, and it literally means putting something back in its designed intended position. <laughs> is that not awesome? That is good. So he's not yeah. giving us a robe like we're thinking, oh, we're going to get clothed in a white robe because we've been clean and pure and good. It means that he is now going to put us back in the designed intended place that we were supposed to have been in from the Garden of Eden. Wow. Yes, he's going to put us back to the place of the sons and the daughters of God uh, that we had in the beginning. He's going to restore us back to that place, and it says he's going to give us a white robe, which means that we're going to be made of light and glittering. And if you look it up, and it talks about... um, and study into it, and the Jewish uh, a Jewish uh, history, they teach it, and if you look at the Bible, that Adam and Eve, um, that they their bodies were 
light, made of light. Um, they glittered like light, like when when John sees Jesus, you know, and he's bright and he, and he's he's full of light. Our bodies are going to look like that. It's not that we're going to be running around with robes on. We're going to be lit up. That's right. Like a Christmas tree. Yeah. We're going to be glittering, uh, a dazzling um, uh, body. Uh, and that is, yeah, guys, that that is cool enough to withhold and stand until the end, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, um, and it, uh, at 611, it says, it was spoken, where am I at on here? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little while until the fern of... Of were by the, this word, it was said, it was spoken. You know, wait is the word logos, which is um, uh, an un, an unchangeable, unified, natural law. Something that was spoken, like the word of God, can't go come back void because it's the spoken word of God. It is the the spoken and the written word of God, and um, uh, and it's and then God tells them that they should rest. The word rest, He puts right here. Is I, I love it because it um, says little. It means little ones are those that are lower in rank, um, like children where their parents are over them. He's telling them rest a little while, children, until the rest of them um, get here. Just sit still for just a period of time um, until the rest of them get here. And then um, six and twelve says I watched as the lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth, and the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth um, like fig trees falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all the mountains and islands were moved from their places. Then everyone, the kings of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy, the powerful, and every slave and free person all hid themselves in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come. Who will be able to survive it? Mm-hmm. And so um, this wor- the word earthquake there is CO, which means to be shaken to and fro. Um, but here's an interesting thing. We know that there's a pagan god, Ashtoreth, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, Issachar, Ashtoreth, Libertus, Liberty, uh, Semi-Eris. She goes by many names. But the word for stars here means aster, mm-hmm. like astrology aster. Uh, and it means to burn. Um a burner, one that burns, one that's fiery. And so um, I find that odd because the seraphim angels are called the fiery ones, the ones that burn. They were um, six-winged flying serpents, uh, and they're the ones that came down and um, slept with women. On the earth took the form of man and slept with women, the fiery ones. Um, and so we see here that they, it says the stars are shaken and they fall from the sky. And so... Um, is it talking about actual stars, or is it talking about some of these angels? Now, would, when they fall, would they be considered fallen angels? Yes. Ooh. It says that they fell. The word fell means descent into calamity. Uh, fell from their superior place. So from what I'm reading right here, I think it's talking about some angels. And, you know, we could go further. Are the stars that are up there that we see right now, are they the fiery ones? Because stars technically are on fire. Yeah. Um, they're little fires. So are, are when we look up there and we see stars, are they angels? I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, Not according to NASA. Well, I believe NASA about like I believe the Nazis. This is run by the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, he that six um, six and thirteen says then the stars of the sky filled the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. I love this. I love this. I love this because you know how I love to call people morons. Mm-hmm. This word fig tree right here is from the Greek word moros, where we get the word moron. That's funny. So it says, I see some morons being shaken by a strong wind. Like, I'm serious. That's funny. That's wow. really what it means. Foolish. It means foolish, dim-witted. I mean, I, uh, that's, yeah. it's funny, but that's the truth. It says, and they were cast, they were thrown, um, um, and thrown or cast off. Um, and then it, the wind is talking about a natural, like a large-scale actual wind. Uh, movements, uh, and but here's another word that I find very odd in the midst of what we're all seeing going on in the world. The this word wind in Greek a n e m o s. Also, the English word for that is ventilator. Hmm. Ain't that something? Isn't that weird? The that is weird. A ventilator. Um, it's just very odd. Nirvana is also in the, one of the words. Um. But it, but you know, then it says um, that then he saw that the sky was separated from the from the earth and rolled up. And this word um, that it's talking about a scroll that's rolled up is the word bibelos, bibelos, um, and which um, comes from the word uh, the papyrus tree in Latin as the um, the back of the tree of the papyrus tree. Uh, which was originally what the Word of God and all, all things were written on. Um, and it all, now this is what I love about it. This word um, where it says that it, that he's going to roll the sky up like a scroll. This word in Latin is bibelos, where you get Bible, right? It also means freedom. Hmm. Is it not strange that that same word means bibelos and it means freedom? Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. through the word of God, we find freedom. Amen. Yeah. And it's, it is literally the exact same word for freedom. When he, so when he, the word of God, the Biblos, is means it just this means freedom. Like you could say, "Hey, pass me my freedom over here." Ha, how great is that? That is good. <laughs> you know, that is really good. Like, have you read? The, have you read your freedom today? Uh, this it, it literally means uh, freedom. It's, it's, it's fantastic. That, um, but that. Then it says the mountains um, um, will begin to be moved out of their places and islands were moved. This, that word means horos, which just means the boundary lines are going to be moved. Um, and then it says the kings and the great men of the earth and all that are going to be hiding and shaking and saying, hide me from it. That word king is the word ba- basilis, which if you read my book, that uh, you, th- I talk about the basilic people. That these people, the Basilic people that live on the line of Andorra, Spain, in between uh, France and Spain, they're called Basilic people. Yeah. That these people have the highest amount, 50 to 60% of them, uh, with RH negative blood, that they have the highest amount. And the, the word kings here is that same word used for the Basilic people. I thought that was odd. Um, and then it says the great men. And I love this. The word in Greek for great men of the earth, the kings of the earth and the rulers is big shots. 
So the big shots that think that they're something big. Another word of it is is the mega people, the people that think that they're mega uh, big shots the of the super, world, superstars. Oh uh, yeah, are going to be hiding um, and saying hide me from it. And then the and it says and then the wealthy ones is um, which the word means uh, uh, the wealthy ones, the Plutus, which. Uh, uh, that they're the ones that think that they're in control and in possession of everything um, are the ones that are going to be hiding. So you got your big shots, your kings, your ones that are in control uh, of the economic system. Uh, it, 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 these are the ones that are going to be hiding. Oh, it's saying, you know, hide me from one that uh, sits on the throne. Um, and so then um, that... Uh, it, it, they're saying, hide us from the face of him. Hide us from the one that's sitting on the throne uh, and from the wrath of the Lamb who is able to survive. And this is where the wrath of God begins. And this is where, if you are a born-again Christian, anointed by God, um, filled with the Spirit of God, um, the Bible says that we, it is, we are not counted unto the Lord's wrath. This is a time that we know for a matter of a fact that the church, that the true church of God, will be caught up to meet him in the air before he comes down with great wrath upon the earth. Um, you know, people have speculated, uh, are we pre, are we post, are we mid, are we this? Um, the only thing that the Bible tells us plainly, and we know for a fact is, is that we are not going to undergo his wrath mm -hmm. if we are looking and watching and waiting and we're holding tight to what we have been uh, preached and taught. Um, and the word of God that it tells you that they, you know, that they were, they were holding on to, they were holding on to the truth. It wasn't just a word. That was uh, something that I was looking at that I, that I thought was a big deal is what it says. But, you know, for their testimony, for, for preaching the word and for their testimony that, um, that when I looked it up, it said they weren't just, um, it, that word doesn't mean just telling something. It says that they were holding on to divine truth. Um, and they were speaking and holding fast to the divine truth. So the ones that are going to be persecuted are going to be the ones that are holding to the truth, the ones that are continuing to hold to the truth and stay close to the truth. And, I, and we're already seeing that. I mean, some of those things are already taking place, um, you know, in Afghanistan and places like that right now to, uh, to the true church. Uh, the other ones, um, these things in the very beginning, some of these people, and me and Gage talked about this last night. In Matthew 24, God's talking about the beginning of tribulation and how it's going to be bad for some people. But then it says that people will be laughing and giving in marriage and carrying on with everyday life mm -hmm. up until the time that the Son of Man comes. And we were talking about, well, how can you be in tribulation and be laughing and giving into marriage right up until the day that the Son of Man comes? And then it hit both of us at the same time. Uh, those that give in to the beast system, mm -hmm. those that go along with it, um, those that say, hey, I don't want to lose anything in order to, you know, take a stand for God, they're they're going to continue on living normal life. Uh, the ones in the beginning right here in the, the with the four horsemen, they're going to be the ones that are that are having a little bit of a hard time because they're going to be the ones that are that are, are persecuted, dogged out, chewed out by people attacked. They're going to be the ones that are refused to be able to do certain things, buy certain things in the beginning. Um, but the good news is that's a very short time. Um, then those that stand get to go with God. And then the wrath of God, which is way worse, 
comes down on all the people that were living their best life. Um, the, the YOLO people that were having a good time and they were still going to bars and they were still going to concerts and they were still doing everything that they could do before because they didn't want to lose nothing because Thessalonians says they were deceived because they enjoyed the pleasures of this world too much. Um, and, you know, the Bible also says that they didn't love their lives even unto death, talking about the ones that made it. Um, the people that want to hold on to their life and they don't want to lose their jobs, they don't want to lose their their money, they don't want to lose getting to go places and do things, they're going to be living their best life while, you know, some other of the ones that are holding tight are going to be struggling. But that struggling is going to be over soon for the ones that hold tight. But the ones that were, are living their best life, that's when that's when God's wrath comes down and that's when it gets ugly uh, for them. Uh, so you can either go through a little bit with the world by standing for what's right or either you can endure the Lord's wrath later. And trust me when I tell you, you don't want to go through the Lord's wrath. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that next week, what happens when his wrath uh, begins to fall. And it is way worse than having a little bit of, um, I can't, I, I can't, food is hard to get and expensive and I'm having a hard time keeping a job, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a lot worse. You got anything? A lot worse. Yeah, I thought, and this is kind of a side note, but there were so many, even as you was reading them, I was looking at, I was thinking about it. There's so many um, parallels between that sixth seal breaking and when God comes and defeats the enemies in the Ezekiel War, like even the mountains being moved. He says that also in Ezekiel. And it made me think of the article I seen today that I was going to talk about, and we can wrap up on this if y'all want to, but it's... uh. A lot of the prominent le- leaders in Iraq, are not Iraq of all places, are now saying that they want to make peace with Israel. Uh, Saudi Arabia is still talking and in talks with them about having that peace deal or joining the Abraham Accords. Both of those, they had that big meeting or that summit over there, and both of them are uh, starting to, you know, consider joining that agreement. They're having. They had a, who had a meeting today? You asking me? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. It was. It was. It was. Uh, one of the summits. I have to look at it. But it was. Uh, over the last couple of days, they're holding one of those meetings over there in the Middle East. I have to look into it. But anyways, that came out today. That about about Iraq. And for those that don't know that uh, on the podcast, um, the Abraham Accord, you know, was signed a little over a year ago. Um, but they're also building something called the Abraham House, and the same people, the United. Um, uh, Arab Emirate people from Barrett, Barrett is that how you say it? Um, they're the right. ones that are building the Abraham House, which is a multi-religious um, house. Um, pretty much, it is a one one religion little thing they got going there, where they're building a temple, Christian, Muslim. They're building it all together with the Pope helping them, uh, the UN's helping them. Um, there you go. Over 300 prominent Iraqis publicly called for full peace with Israel. Unprecedented event and Arab features Sunni and Shiite leaders and activists demanding the Baghdad join Abraham Accords. Event in Iraq is a source of hope and optimism. Hundreds of Iraqi leaders and activists are gathered in the countries. This is so far away. 
Kurdistan region on Friday to publicly call for a full normalization with Israel, the group, which includes Sunni and Shiites, youth activists, and uh, tribal leaders, said the next step after the dramatic announcement would be to seek face-to-face talks with Israelis. The 312 Iraqi men and women issued their statements from a hotel in Erbil, the capital of the Kurdistan region. Their conference was organized by the New York based Center for Peace Communications, which works to advance engagement between Arabs and Israelis and to protect, uh, to protect activists supporting normalization. Hmm. Um, so those, those talks are still going on. and uh, But guys, you know, the fact is they're building, um, they're building an inner religious house that's supposed to be done by 2022. Um, they started planning to build it before they, I think they even were um, signed um, and talked about the peace treaty. Um, and so these are things that we need to pay uh, attention to. Uh, I was talking to um, my friend today, and I said, we search so hard for truth, but then we miss all the all the things that are just happening around us. You know, we're looking for these deep things, but let's pay attention to the things we know for sure. We know for sure there's been a peace treaty signed. Mm-hmm. We know for sure that there is a house that's interfaith, interreligious house, and that the Pope has called for one world religion. Um, we know for sure that they are talking about global governance. It's all over all the government websites, says it continually, that they're talking about global IDs, and they're going to use this vaccine to do a passport where they're going to scan your face or they're going to scan your hand to show if you've got your passport. Um, that We know for sure that there's wildfires all over the world right now. Earthquakes, too. Earthquakes going crazy. Volcanoes. Volcanoes erupting like crazy. We know that there is water in different places all around the world, including around the Dead Sea, that has turned red and is killing fish at a massive rate. Um, we know, we know for sure that Australia has become a crazy, um, uh, you know, Nazi type regimen. We know that Canada has. We know that France has. We know that even Israel um, has. Um, we know. That rights are being taken away from even us in America, that people are losing their jobs. The same ones that worked for a year without getting any kind of jab, helping people and working in healthcare and were praised at being so wonderful, now are saying, hey, I know you worked there and you were exposed before and you're still here. And so you probably got it and got antibodies, but you know what? You're going to lose your job if you don't get this um, jab. We know that that's taking place. So when you look at just the main facts sitting in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, if if you were telling someone that was that was hidden out from the whole world, living in a bunker somewhere, what's going on in the world right now, you would sound like you were talking about a Left Behind movie. Yeah. You would, uh, you know, it would. It, so, you know, let's let's not search so hard like like the Pharisees did that we miss the obvious that um, things may not be going the way we thought that they were going to go down. Things may not be working out exactly the way, but we we can't ignore. Oh yeah, we forgot the locusts all over the world. Right. Uh, we we can't ignore um, the fact that we're in plagues and famines and locusts and wildfires and floods and. Um, you know, tyrannical governments and 
and all these things are happening in front of our eyes, we've got to wake up and we've got to realize that all these things did all happen. Let's just be real for a minute. They did all happen right around the time that a peace treaty was signed. Right. And have been increasing every week since. Right. And that there is just happening to be a triutral um, uh, religious house being built. And I've heard people say, well, uh, what about the temple? What about the temple uh, being built? The Bible nowhere says that a temple has to be built before the tribulation takes place. Nowhere. Nowhere does it say that. People assume that because Daniel says that he will, you know, defy the temple. But that happened during Anicus Epiphanes IV. He sacrificed a female swine on the altar to Zeus. Daniel, what Daniel said, that took place. But what God is saying is these things have happened. History has repeated itself. It's the same spirit behind all these antichrists that have came. And so this dude is going to be evil too. And he's going to he's going to um, be he's going to be vile and disrespectful to um, God and religion as well. Uh, it don't mean that like uh, if somebody has to come up and i mean could he i guess he could but it don't mean that somebody else has to come up and immediate and they have to also go into a temple and also kill a female swan on the altar um it the, 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 he's saying hey this is this spirit was the same spirit that was that was behind Anicus Epiphanes the fourth that was behind nero yeah. that was behind deasis that was behind all these um Hitler, but then by you know all these people, that same spirit is going to be, is working in the lawless one that that is coming about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if you're if you're waiting for a temple to be, if you're, if you're ignoring all the major signs around you because you're waiting for a certain temple to be built, don't do that uh, because that's crazy. Because uh, quit looking at the temple and look at what's going on in, uh, in the world. Um, around you because the the person could just get up and and, and declare themselves a god. Period. Um, you know we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. The church is the temple too. Um, let's not forget that. So you know he, there's a lot of people that are messing with the temple of God. Who uh, who do you guys know that's in the media and kind of I don't know may have facilitated this uh, peace treaty that has a very Thracian identity. Who, who do you know who has blue eyes, blondish, reddish hair that kind of represents... You, TJ. You have blue eyes and reddish, blondish hair. Chip has blue eyes and reddish, blondish hair. But I didn't facilitate <laughs> a uh, treaty. <laughs> that, um, Just word for thought. I mean, you know, there's a, there's, there's a couple. There's a couple you need to be looking at. Let's just say France and America have been... In a lot of stuff together, they have um, they have been buddies in a lot of deals, a lot of issues. Our forefathers, um, they were um, big into the Age of Enlightenment, which where they were burning Bibles and killing popes. And we, I think, therefore I am. It's all about us that we're gonna we're you're gonna use our brains and and not God um, to heck with all this God thing, which is really where. Um, if you look it up in history, where the separation from church and state came, it wasn't for the church. It was against the church. It was to stop the church from um, 
from leading people uh, into morality that people should think for themselves and not have the church making their decisions is what, where it came from because uh, they were big in to um, the right, the Declaration of Independence were actually very big into the Age of Enlightenment and they would go back and forth to Paris um, all about it. Um, and actually the Illuminati um, was birthed in the year 1776. Um after the Age of Enlightenment, this this calls uh, France um, when France had their big um, Renaissance of awakening and and all that. Um, all uh, the America and France were very 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 involved um, to, in all of this. That's why France gave us the Statue of Liberty. Um, that they're very big together. Um, so. You know, we may can get into some of that next week. Yeah, it's and just to put it this way, it's getting weird out there biblically. It's getting weird out there historically, politically. All the uh, leads that you should be paying attention to and awakening yourself and kind of doing some uh, research. I mean, it's plain as day if you can see it, and that's why we're here trying to proclaim it and show you. So do go on our page, find our articles, find our posts, scroll through them, check it out. And uh, do your re- do your own research. I've been advocating it from day one. Um, don't take our word for it, please. That's what we're here for: is to inform and then you to do the research. Look up the World wonder, Health Organization. I wonder if they'll be talking about all this in their history in the thousand years of millennial reign. Well, that's a weird thought, man. What like this specific? What do you mean? Talking about all this that happened. This would be their history. Uh. In the thousand years of millennial reign. I mean, you would have to continue to teach, yeah. I just wonder when the God t- comes and takes up his people before the wrath, um, I wonder how many people is going to go back and watch our podcast then. You know what? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably go viral. I thought about that. <laughs> well, that was a good show. There's a lot of information given out, so please go back and and re-watch and listen to and make take notes and like tj said research it for yourself research it on your own so that you know that you know that you know that you are you are standing on the truth thank you for watching and join us again next week as we continue the unveiling